G'day everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast, how to switch the passion into a profession and do so with the insights, advice and the know-hows that we discuss in this podcast. And today I want to talk about Marissa Peer and Marissa Peer, if you haven't heard of her, uh, go and Google her, go and YouTube her. She's um, a lady who talks, she's a, ther- a very famous therapist who talks about the power of I am enough. She has this movement called I am enough. And she says that after years of treating people in their therapy and, you know, people have drug addictions, alcoholism, people don't feel like they're worthy, people have eating disorders, a whole array, a spectrum of different disorders that people have. And she says it all comes down to the, the feeling of that I'm not enough. She says, everything that I've ever treated has always come down to that common denominator of I'm not enough. So she's created this movement that speaks to I am enough. In fact, she tells people on your mirror in your bathroom, right, with a lipstick, with an eyeliner, with anything, put a sticky note, right, I am enough. Put it in front of your desk, I am enough. Just write it because it reminds you that you don't need to put yourself down. You don't need to medicate. You don't need to go into anything that's going to be destructive to your behavior because the reason why you're going to get for that extra bowl of chips when you know you've had enough or the extra sweets or the bottle or the drug or going into a relationship that's not right for you is because you're trying to comfort something that needs attention. And the attention that what really what it needs is your attention on yourself. And that attention is simply, I am enough. I am good enough. I am young enough. I'm smart enough. I am clever enough. And what's beautiful, the way she words it, is that the words that follow I am follow you. So if you believe and you say to yourself, in, in the quietudes of your mind, you know when we do something and then the way we speak to ourselves, so I'm not, oh, that was so stupid. It's not like that stupid. Like that was so, can you see the intensity and the emotion that I'm saying that, I'm saying that with? Oh, that was so stupid. How could I be so dumb? Like, oh my God, I hope no one noticed. You know, you know what I mean? Like those kind of words that we say to ourselves in the recesses of our mind, in the quietude of our mind has such a greater impact, Marissa P says, than when someone else says it to us because in the episode yesterday we were talking about is anything is true. We will find evidence for anything we want to believe in. We will find evidence for anything that you and I want to believe in. And so she says, well, why don't you just make the evidence, like trick your brain? She said that one of the, and then the reason why I'm t- to discussing this specifically, guys, is because this is all to do with passion and profession. This is all about unboxing your gift. Because I think it's fundamental to it. It's not even like a, an add-on. It's this fundamental foundation for anyone to unbox their gift. It's to have a feeling of, to, to be able to do so requires audacity. To unbox your gift, whatever that gift is. And continually derive or just be content with life. Like it, it requires a level of confidence, courage, audacity, belief. But how do you get to unbox your gift when there is a lack of belief, courage, confidence in one's own self. And Marissa Pierce says the way to overcome it is it's the, because the treasure in it is in its simplicity. The, the, the way it works, it's because it's so simple. 
And I know that a lot of people might think, well, is that going to create grant me becoming arrogant or having an ego. And in my personal opinion, I think that's where we need to watch ourselves and saying to make sure that it doesn't go into ego or arrogance, but it just goes into self-assurance to provide excellence in the work that we do, to provide excellence in the character we're trying to carve within ourselves. As long as we aim for being in the pursuit of striving for that excellence and not for the sake of um, mowing down someone or, you know, being hurtful or being arrogant or thinking you're better than someone, that becomes arrogance. But in the striving of serving of a cause, of your goals, of your gifts, of serving your own humanity, I think it, it does do a great deal of benefit. In fact, she gave an example and because most of her clients are billionaires, most of her clients are celebrities who you might or you and I might think we see them on the screen and we might think oh that you know they've got it made but really she says they're the ones that are on the antidepressants they're the ones who are not happy because they've said to themselves maybe if I get rich maybe if I get famous then I'll be loved and then I'll be happy so what happens is they do get rich they do get famous and they go to this area, rich and famous, but they're not happy. And they're like, well, and when people, fans, give them love, and Marissa's words, they feel like, well, they're only loving me because of this role I play. They're only loving me because of that particular music thing. They're only loving me because of what I said there. They don't actually love me. They don't care for me. So that void that they were trying to fill is still empty. Like they, there's still an emptiness inside them. And so what she says is that, which is really interesting when she said that, because I recall when I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, I had like, like lots and lots of pimples. Like I had acne galore. Like it was like a party going on in my face and there were no invitations for it. It just happened. Right. So there was like this, this pimples that I had. And I remember drinking all the water, you know, to drink lots of water and make sure that you, you know, get exercise and you make sure you, you know, do all these ABC that you're supposed to be. I was a teenager and that, that's very normal. But I recall because I was so embarrassed and when I think back, it wasn't that bad, but to me, it, I was so embarrassed that when I would walk, like when I would walk to school or walk back to school or go anywhere, I would have my face down because I just felt self-conscious that people are looking at me and probably going, oh my God, look at her. I would just get extremely self-conscious. And it wasn't until my pimples started to fade away because suddenly my hormones were stabilizing and therefore, you know, your pimples kind of go away. That, that habit of looking down was still with me, even when I went to university. Like I, I realized that, oh my goodness, I, my face is okay now, but my habit of looking down is still there. And that was because exactly what Marissa was saying, that maybe when I, get, when I don't have pimples, I'll be better, then I can look up. But it didn't happen that way. And these people that she talks about, maybe if I become rich and famous, then I'll be happy, but it doesn't happen. And so the reason why it doesn't happen is because the foundation is lacking and that foundation is that you have to feel that you're enough even when it's not there, even when it's not happening, because at that point of feeling enough, that's when you open yourself up. And by opening yourself up, opportunities come, you allow for them to come. And this is not woo-woo, this is everyday normality. Like, and by saying I am enough, you allow for things to open up for you. You allow yourself to breathe. 
Like if I think back to when I was a teenager, if I said to myself, I am an, I, my, I probably would say, yeah, I'm just saying this because I think this is the right thing to say, but I don't believe it. Like as a teenager, I would have gone, yeah, like I'm supposed to say it, but I don't believe it. But what's interesting is what Marissa Pierce says is that the more you say it, the more you're, you're going to believe it because your brain will follow whatever you say. If you say to yourself, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold, I'm cold, you're going to actually feel cold. If you say to yourself, oh my God, I look bad, I look bad, I look bad, I look bad, you're going to feel bad, look bad, and you're going to project that. And what's interesting for me is that she, she did an exercise. So she's in a, um, a conference and she said, just to prove that your thoughts have a huge impact. She said, I want you to hold out your, um, both your left and right arm. And by the way, go ahead and do this. Hold out your left and right arm. And I want you to close your eyes when you're doing this. So close your eyes. And your left arm, I want you to pretend, this is all Marissa Pisa's exercise. I want you to pretend with your left hand that you're holding a weight. The weight is like 20 kilograms and it's pulling your arm down. It's pulling your wrist down. You can feel the weight of it. It's so heavy. It's like bricks. It's like concrete. It's just pulling you down. The left hand hand is just kind of coming down. It's just, it feels like it's so heavy and you just don't know how much longer you can carry the weight of this. And then you look at your right hand and on your right hand, you've got like a helium balloon that's the size of your body. And it's just so light so airy and it's like lifting you and no matter how much you want to pull this balloon healing balloon down it won't it's just lifting your right arm up as though it's just floating in the air and it's just pulling you further and up and up and up and then meanwhile your left hand is just pulling down and further down you can feel the weight of that it's just so heavy it's just getting further and deeper and darker into your hands going further down but then your right hand is just lifting you just don't know what's happening you can't pull it down and now open your eyes and what you would have seen is that there is a difference now. Simply by telling your brain that your left hand is heavy and your right hand is floating because it's this helium balloon, those words create that distance in your hands and now you can physically see that one hand is up and one hand is down. And that's just an example of what that means when, uh, when we talk to ourselves. So the words that follow I am follow you the words that come after i am will be after you isn't that beautiful like that's that's how she terms it the words that come after i am will be after you so take a look at it even though you don't believe something even though you don't believe like think of that goal think of the passion that you have just whatever it is or if not the passion think of the goal that you have and ask yourself, say it's to become an Olympic swimmer, say it's to become a great mum, say it's to become a great, um, uh, I don't know, a great carpenter, whatever it might be, say it's to just get up and do a talk in front of an audience that you're petrified about. Think of that goal and ask yourself, what do I need to believe to make that a success? What do I need to believe about myself to make that a success? So what do you need to build? So if we take the example of giving a talk to an audience that you're petrified, what do you need to believe for that talk to, to be a success? For every person, that belief is going to be different. But to, as an example, I'd say you'd need to be confident. You need to know you're going to make a difference. You need to know that you're going to add value. You need to know that you're self-assured, that you need to know that you're down to earth, that you're grounded, 
This is what I would say. So I would start saying to myself, I'm grounded. I'm confident. I'm self-assured. I'm going to add value. This work matters. This message matters. My audience matters. Can, can you see that? As long as I keep saying what I need to feel and believe, my brain's just going to follow, just like my brain followed my arm being heavy in one and light in the other. It's just going to do it automatically. In fact, um, I mean, she, I mean, Marissa Pierce, I mean, you should go check her out. She's got a lot of things, but I wanted to mention it specifically on this podcast because, you know, of all the things that come across and that I've coached people over time and I've looked at, you know, what stops someone and what stops myself, what stops any other human being, it really is that foundational piece of am I enough? Am I fundamentally flawed in some way? That's what most of us think. I must be fundamentally flawed because I don't deserve that person to be in my life. I don't deserve that, um, that car. I don't deserve that wage increase. I don't deserve that speaking opportunity. I don't deserve meeting that person. I mean, I can't believe it's happening. I can't even why is it happening. I can't believe it. Those things, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't. If you can't believe it and you keep saying that and you, it's soon going to kind of go into a level of, self-sabotage. And so you and I, we have to be vigilant in the words that we use to speak to ourselves. We can't help what happened in our past if we were bullied or if someone said to us or spoke to us or treated us in some, some way that was detrimental. That can't be helped. But what's great news is what we say to ourselves has greater importance than anyone else's words on us. Because we are, we're with us 24-7. We're in our minds 24-7. And for that reason, we have the gift of being able to pick the words. And so one thing that really changed my thinking is say you have to do an all-nighter. Say you have to do an all-nighter to write a book, to write some notes or whatever it might be. And instead of thinking, oh, I've got to stay up all night and write this book. Oh goodness. I hope I can keep my eyes open. I need some coffee. You know, that emotion of, oh, it's going to put it and your brain is going to try to protect you. So it's going to maybe make you fall asleep or it's going to make you feel tired because you're not looking forward to it. But if you say, I choose in Marissa's words, I choose to stay up all night. I choose to have this opportunity to write something amazing. I choose to give this my all. I choose to make this so impactful that people are not going to be wanting to put this book down. I choose to just put my best work in right now. And by saying stuff like that, the brain is now going to work. Okay, if you're going to stay up, let me support you and let me give you all the energy you need. Let me give you what you need to make sure that you're able to be up and running all morning. Like That is pretty incredible that's pretty incredible in fact what's really interesting is marissa says if you ever go to a psychiatrist or if you ever go to a psychologist and they say so tell me what's going on and how does that make you feel and how does that make it she goes if you're going on and on and on and that therapist that's code for i have no idea what i'm doing so i'm just going to ask you as a psychologist i'm going to ask you the the patient what's going on and how do you feel and how, who cares at the fundamental level, the person, what they feel is that they're not enough. Just go to the source. So she's actually getting angry at these therapists who just make their patients go on and on and on. Talking about the problem on and on and on doesn't solve it. That's why people, she says, are in therapy for years 
because the person doesn't know how to get to the, the soul of the problem. And the soul of the problem is I'm not enough. In fact, I'm just going to end with this, but she was talking about one of her clients, Marissa Pears, uh, was a very famous actress. And she didn't say who. But um, she was called in to the set. And the, the reason why she was called in is because that this actress, she would live on eating cotton wool and taking um, and, e uh, t and eating toilet paper. Like she would be eating stuff like because she did not want to get fat. She didn't want to put on weight. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really bad, right? So she said that um, anytime anyone would be, should be, and doing that in her trailer, like in her studio trailer, she'd be doing all of that. But then the director asked her to come and rehearse with some of the scenes on set. And as she's rehearsing on set, the trucks of food were coming in and she could smell the aroma of food. And she said that she ran into the, the bathrooms she locked herself in there and started stuffing toilet paper down her mouth, toilet paper, just eating it. And what had happened was she started choking. She started choking. It got so bad that security had to come and knock the door down of the, of the bathroom door, get her out of there and start pulling toilet paper out of her mouth. Like that's serious stuff. And so that kind of conflicted with the insurance that they had at the studio. So Marissa Pears gets called in to come and help this lady. And this lady says to her, look, I don't care what, I'm not putting on weight, I am not getting fat, I'm not going to go out there. So basically, don't tell me not to eat toilet paper or don't tell me what to do because it's not happening. And what's, what's interesting about that story is when she's saying that is there is a fundamental flaw that we all simply seem to have. I mean, that's the extent, the reason why I said that example, is that's the extent of the type of clients and the thought process that people have. And it all comes down to the fact that I'm not enough. Like how would the situation have to be so bad for any human being to need to eat toilet paper to keep a certain image? Or what is it that we're paying attention to? I mean, magazines, um, what you listen to. And so when I look at myself and what I spend my time in, I'm very conscious of not opening a magazine. I'm very conscious that doesn't serve me. It doesn't help me if it hinders me. Like all those fashion magazines, I tend to, I stay away from them. I stay away from all those magazines that portray a human being in a way that's airbrushed, but not real. Because all that's doing to my brain, even though I might say, oh, that's just, you know, I'm just buying time. Subconsciously, I don't even want that to have like a, a tiny seed in my brain, like in the back of my brain, because I know once a seed is planted, then it's going to get watered, it's going to get fertilized, it's going to get, it's going to grow, right? So it's very important that we stay vigilant when we're turning a passion into a profession that we are vigilant in what we say and how we say to ourselves. And there will be a time when you're saying, talking to yourself, saying, I'm enough, I'm enough. Yeah, bull, I don't believe that. I'm enough, I'm enough. I'm supposed to say this. Yeah, I'm enough. If you keep saying it, that will become the, the usual voice that's in your head. Because once upon a time, nobody said that you were dumb. Nobody, or maybe someone did say that. Maybe someone said you're not good enough. But that's because you allowed that voice to go in and now you're just putting it on repeat. You're putting it on repeat. Maybe someone said that to you when you were young, when they didn't have the right to say that, but they did. And because they were, that, those words went into your brain, now it's on repeat. And however you execute, whatever job you do, wherever you go, that kind of is in the back of your mind. And so to override that tape, 
that is pulling you down to override it, you need to now erase it by saying a new tape. And even though you may not believe it in the beginning, what you need to remember is repetition creates results. The more you say it, it's going to override the old message, the old words you said to yourself. And soon that's going to become habit because that's how habit works. You just do it over and over and over and over. And suddenly now the brain is going to respond to it because <laughs> I know what it feels like to say a few things and go, yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that about me. I'm not saying that. I don't believe I'm good. I don't believe I'm smart. I don't believe I'm clever. I don't believe that. I don't believe any of that. And that's fine. But if you keep repeating it and just saying it, your brain is going to, just like before, if you did the exercise with me, you had nothing in your hand, but I said one arm is going to, is just sinking down. It's got too much weight and the other arm doesn't. By just telling your brain what to think, the brain responds. And that's what a gift that is. I find that such an exciting gift to have and to know how to operate this thing called my brain that if I just tell it what I want, if I'm going to do a talk and I'm scared out of my mind, if I just tell it, I'm smart, I'm confident, I have a message, I have a message that's going to matter, I have a message that's going to serve my audience, I'm going to be able to speak clearly, I'm going to be an authority in this. Just by saying those things, I am just allowing myself to ease my brain and ease the ability for me to do that. Because if I just tell my brain what to do, it will do it. If I tell my brain, oh my God, I'm nervous. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm nervous. Guess what my brain's going to do? You can't do this. You're nervous. It's just going to respond. So I just thought that that was just huge. I am enough. I am enough. I am strong enough. I am smart enough. I'm clever enough. And it's not for arrogance, just to repeat, it's not for to boost ego or to boost any arrogance. It's just to serve an inner assurance because if you and I went to, to a teacher and you're taking your child to a teacher, do you want the teacher to say, oh, I'm okay as a teacher? Like, you know, I mean, you know, I'm probably third best or fifth best. Yeah, like, they go, yeah, I can teach a kid. I'm going to make sure your kid understands his ABCs or or algebra, or whatever it might be. I'm going to give my all to your... I'm, I'm a teacher that cares. I'm one of the best ones that they go, these kids are going to have. When you go to a doctor, do we want the doctor to say, um, I'm okay as a doctor. I mean, I can diagnose you, but I'm not sure if I'm right. You're like, hello. Like, that would just, like, make you go insane. Like, what do you mean? You want the confidence. You want the assurance from someone. If you go to a lawyer, if you go to a physio, if you go to an electrician, if you go to anybody, you want them to have the confidence to say, yeah, I can get the job done. They're not kind of be meek and go, I'm not sure if I can get it. Like that's just not going to give, give anything to anybody, right? And so if we can just project that on ourselves and claim what we're good at, not from an arrogant point of view, but from an excellence point of view, from a point of a service, serving our own souls and serving a greater good, that's when we can really dominate I am enough. I am enough. And if we can say that, if we can plaster it in every place, in fact, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking of even putting it on my mobile phone as a screensaver. If we can just plaster that everywhere to remind ourselves because repetition is allows that thing, that those words are just me words, for those of you who are listening to it for the first time, allows me words to become a belief and belief becomes a habit and the habit becomes a character, the character of I am enough. And so if you're wanting to find someone in your life a business partner, a partner to be married to, anyone, you're going to find someone that actually measures up to what is going to help you 
you know, it's going to allow you to build together in a relationship versus just going for anyone that as long as they fill this void for the moment, right? It allows us to build a character that's strong, that's secure, that's sensitive to what we need versus I'll just do whatever is necessary just to get by. You know what I mean? Like we have a different standard then for ourselves. And when we can put a different standard, then other people respond to that standard and those live people at that standard come and want to meet us at that. But when we're at a different standard than what we know we should be, then we're going to attract like-minded people who are just going to not be from the same energy, not be in alignment with what we're doing and cause ourselves to feel worthless and not, not enough, not enough. So I thought that is just huge, guys. That's a huge breakthrough that if you're in a position where where you're at crossroads, where you are struggling with something, or maybe that's something that's kind of being recycled in your head over and over again. You can't get over a situation or a mishap with someone, or you're trying to try so hard to convert this passion into a profession, then start with, I am enough. I'm enough. By God, I am enough. By the grace of God, I'm enough. By the permission of God, I'm of whatever it takes to allow those words of I am enough because you were enough as a child, you were enough as a baby, and what changes you went to school and you got compared to Sally who could write better than you, or Derek who could do better geography than you, or Mary who could do better math than you, and then you got a lower score, they got a higher reading grade, whatever it was, and comparison I had started, and then you felt I'm not enough. It started from there. But if we can just now override that tape and say, I am enough and allow those words to become the belief and the habit and the character, it will override all those other things that make you feel insecure, insignificant or unworthy at any level. So I wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that's been of benefit to you. I know that um, I am enough has been a really great change. I was speaking to a friend and she was telling me how that has given her such a great boost of confidence and elation that um, that really was was amazing. In fact, let me just just before I before I leave, I have to share this story. You want to want well, you want to stay for this story because this is amazing. So we, my friend and I were talking about Marissa Pierce. And Marissa Pia, I should say, P-E-E-R. And Marissa Pia, uh, somehow she got this, um, my friend was listening to her, and Marissa Pia had this trouble with her wrist. Some, something happened to her wrist and it was started to hurt. And so she went to a, um, to a, I think it was a physio or a, some professional to get it help, to get help for her wrist. And the the guy said, look, I'm going to have to do these exercises on your wrist, but they're going to hurt like crazy. So be prepared. I mean, we can do surgery or we can do these exercises, but the exercises are going to hurt like crazy. But if we do the surgery, you won't be able to do yoga again. And yoga is something that Melissa, Marissa Pease loves. Like she cannot breathe without yoga. She loves yoga. And so she's, the doctor said to her, if you do the surgery, there's no guarantee you can do yoga. But if we do the exercises, but they will hurt like mad you will be able to still do yoga. And she goes, okay, well, I can't live without yoga. So the exercise will have to be. So she said, and the doctor said, look, just be prepared. It's going to hurt when you're coming for your next session. So what Marissa decided to do is instead of thinking, oh my God, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Cause the doctor has told me it's going to hurt. 
She kept saying to herself, I want it. I want it. I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that exercise. I want to go through that. I want to be able to do yoga. I want that. She, kept, she, said, she just kept saying, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. So it came, comes to the day of the actual uh, day she's booked in to see the doctor. And the doctor says that she does the exercise on her and there's a bend in her elbow and it's just probably screaming out in pain. And the doctor says to her, of all the people that he has treated, you know, normally when you feel pain, you kind of pull back, you push back, you know, you jump up or you, at least you go back a bit. But he said, I have never met anyone who when I've pushed on that pain point, they've come forward. And that's what Marissa did. So when the pain happened, she didn't push back. She came forward. And it was a psychological thing because her brain had told her, I want it, I want it, I want it. And so my friend had listened to that story. And she was telling me that for her job, she had to go and do a, um, a presentation in front of a university. And she said, I did not want to go in front of you know, the big wigs of this university and do a presentation. She said, I tried to palm it off to someone else. I tried to give it to someone else and nobody would have it. It was, but it was my job. I had to do this presentation. And she said, I'm so scared of speaking in public that she said, uh, you know, years ago when she got up and spoke, she nearly fainted. She said, literally, I saw black. She goes, my voice shaked. She said that my, my, I was quivering. She said, I could see the panic in my audience faces is feeling sorry for me as I'm shaking, as my voice is quivering, as I'm just like sweating and as I'm just seeing black, like it's coming black out. Like she goes, I nearly fainted. And she goes, I couldn't finish my talk. I had to sit down and I had to calm myself down. And she goes, now fast forward some time later and she's at a university, working at a university and now she has to present. And she's like, oh, my goodness, I can't go through that same, that same feeling as I went then. So she had heard Marissa P's story of her wrist and how she kept saying, I want it, I want it, I want it. And so she said to me, I just started saying to myself, I want it. I want to do the presentation. I'm going to cream it. I'm going to make it the best. I, mean, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And she just kept repeating it over, I want it, I want it, I want it. I want it. Even though like, it was trying to make her vomit, like every time she said, because her brain didn't believe it at first, but she kept at it. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And so it's just words. It come, becomes a belief. I want it, I want it, I want it. And that becomes a habit because she's just saying it every day. I want it, I want it, I want it. She goes, the day of the presentation, she said, I was running to the presentation room. Like I wasn't walking. I was running because I wanted to be the first speaker. I wanted everyone to get off the stage and I wanted to be the one that speaks. She goes, I was sitting there and I couldn't wait for everyone to finish talking so I could have my turn. She goes, finally, they got off the stage and it was my turn to speak and I owned the stage. This is coming from someone who was going to faint. Who <laughs> The last time she spoke, nearly fainted. She goes, I'm on the stage and I'm owning the stage. And I'm like, I got this. And she just went and she went through it. And then she said to me afterwards that uh, her boss came up to her and said that the faculty had said what great staff he has because they do such great job. And he, she goes, I knew that was, the, that was me. That was me having put it into my head that I could do it. I could do it. And from coming from someone from that extreme, nearly fainting to just like owning the stage simply by telling her brain that she would. That is huge. That's huge. And so I'm inviting you to do the same thing. If there's something that you feel like that makes you nauseous, something that makes you feel like I just can't do that, whatever that might be, is it if it's personal? 
if it's professional, regardless, if you just tell yourself, I'm going to do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I want 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 it. And if you keep going, just like my friend did, just like Marissa did, it turns from just mere words to a belief, to a habit until it becomes your character. And now my friend, she's like, I just want to go and speak everywhere. I'll just want to go. Like literally I had coffee with her the other day. And she's like, I just want to go speak everybody, everywhere. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what has gotten into you? It's just a, the, 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 the change. I can't be using my words. The change was remarkable. And all because... She told her brain what to do and didn't allow her brain to tell her what to feel, right? Whatever follows the words I am will follow you. So I hope that's been a benefit, guys. I know it's been a real eye-opener for me um, going through this I am enough and knowing that it can really have radical change. It can radically change the way you work. And if you implement that, think of how much of a difference it makes to you and those watching you, like your kids or your nieces or your nephews or your whoever you have influence over, whoever looks up to you, whoever uh, watches you, they're going to be affected by how you come across. And it's all going to come from this place of, do you feel enough? And if you don't, you just start saying it to yourself. From me words, it will turn into a belief. So wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, please let me know. Please let me know. Please leave a comment below. I always appreciate it. Please subscribe to the series and I'll come back with tomorrow for some better episodes. And obviously guys, I get questions all the time. If you have a question that you would like answered, please do let me know. Rita at unboxyourgift.com and I will come back to you. So thank you so much guys for listening as always. I truly appreciate it. And to wrap it up, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift. Together, let's unbox it.